And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pace the Nation. We're back at Studio 1A in downtown Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Chris, I'm here. You are here. Little traffic, some rain, slows some folks down in D.C. We'll talk about that in a minute here. But also, to my left, of course, is William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Oh, Chris, what are you talking about, Chris? More snacks <laughs> for Docs to start the well, show. What are going to do on the show, though? Don't you know it's rude to talk with your mouth full? I'm covered in my mouth. I know Mrs. Docs taught you better than that. My mom's last name is not Docs, oh, really? so Mrs. Docs would be my wife. <laughs> okay. The future Mrs. Docs will have taught you better. Maybe that's preventing me from having a future Mrs. Docs. It <laughs> could be. Could be. You are uh, snacking on a uh, pretzel bagel with some turkey and cheese. It's delicious. Yeah. And we'll talk about whether that's healthy or not today. Very excited to have mm-hmm. Sam Attard joining us. She is a nutritionist. She's from BeHappyHealthyHuman.com. We're going to talk to her in a little bit. So she'll be uh, one, of the, one of the many things on today's uh, show. We're also going to talk about uh, Joanna's half marathon in Richmond. We're also going to talk about my marathon coming in Philly. I've got a dilemma, guys. Yeah. Kind of a dilemma. Uh, Farley dilemmas always dilemma. make for good material. I got to ask I you guys. I got to ask you guys. It's kind of a a moral issue, not really a moral <laughs> issue, but uh, we'll get into that in a minute here. I just wanted to give you a teaser from the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the tweets of the week, and of course, we've got the end the news section of uh, the show today as well. Uh, but we're going to have Sam on here in in about fifteen minutes, and we were going to start the show a little earlier and probably do some of this other stuff. Uh, before we had Sam join us, but Joanna, what's going on out there? It's raining. It's raining. Something happened on 395, so it's... Bad accident. I think maybe it's like closed from New York Avenue to the 9th Street entrance. Wow. Well, you just mentioned you. I think you're going to run home. I am. You probably are going to get home faster than it took you. How long did it take you to get here to the um, studio? I left my house at 1245. Wow. We sit here at 2.15. Yeah. You're definitely getting home faster running from Clarendon to your house. Man. Definitely. Well, I um, am sorry. That must be really frustrating. Sitting in the car, I mean, Docs, I could see just going nuts. You probably uh, handled yourself fairly well, I would imagine, not slamming the uh, steering wheel or yelling at people. I don't do that. Oh, you don't? No. Flick the I bird. I don't have road rage. <laughs> Shake your fist. Shake, f- shaking fists, yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. Well, you work from home. so Shake harder. There's, no, there's not a lot of road rage there. Yeah. So an hour and, and a half. That's about as long as it takes to get to Richmond. I know. It took day. you an hour and a half to get here? It did, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, and can we I, edit out, oh, my goodness? <laughs> you can. <laughs> you oh. can. Go ahead if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it takes about an hour and a half to get to Richmond. Hour and a half to get here from D.C. to Clarendon, uh, and yeah. I bring up Richmond because you have your you had your half marathon this past week, and we talked about it on last week's show. Give us the update. How did it go? Oh, it went terrible. Terrible. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Um, it is disappointing, and um, I have a lot of thoughts about it. So okay. if you guys are prepared, I will share. Please, them. please do share. <sighs> All right. Can can we jump in, or or should we just uh, turn let our mics just, off? Let her go. 
Uh, yeah, this is Joanna's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. So to start off with, uh, I once had a boyfriend who was really a very talented runner and he lived and trained with Dina Castor for a spell. And when he returned, he said in reference to my running, uh, Joanna, you have the dedication of Dina, but the talent of a sumo wrestler. So I've always known that I have to work a little bit harder than the naturally talented. But I had adjusted my goals going into Richmond because, you know, I I had been sick and I had to take a lot of days off. And I had sort of told myself, well, taking time off is good. Then you'll go in well rested as opposed to being overtrained. Um, But I still thought in my head, like, 143 was possible, like, easily possible. So what's your best? My uh, half marathon PR is 135, but that's from a long time ago. (laughs) Um, but I really, I thought I could run like 138. Like I really, that's going into the race before I got sick, what I thought I was capable of, what my training indicated, what I was ready to do. Um, so I adjusted to 143. I thought that would be fine. Um, but instead, um, right from mile two, I just knew like it was not going to be a good day. Like I just felt awful. I couldn't, I couldn't get into a rhythm or anything. So um, I told myself just, you know, stay positive, um, you know, it'll get better, settle in, find a rhythm, find somebody to run with, but uh, that didn't happen. So by mile three, I was just, I was done. I'm like, just forget it. Just with 10 miles to go, <laughs> 10 wow. miles to go. Yeah. So mile wow, three, I just sucks. decided I wasn't, I wasn't even going to worry about time or pace. Um, I was just going to just get to the end, get to brunch. You know, I'd never been to <laughs> Richmond before. So I was right. like, just enjoy the sights, um, you know, find some good signs along the way. Um, so I did. I found two really good signs. Uh, the first one was you're running better than the federal government. Okay. Which at the time I didn't really believe, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Better than worst parade ever. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then the other one I saw that I liked is um, Chuck Norris stops running when the treadmill gets tired. Okay. So I thought those were two funny signs. That's a, I would say that's that's a fairly fun. That's a decent dad joke. I would say <laughs> I would classify that as a fairly good dad joke, but right. not not like a, you know, I'm not going to belly laugh because of that. But okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I thought those were pretty good. But yeah, anyway, good. so, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm my own worst critic, it's, like like most people. What? Well, I was just going to say this. This was like the one silver line, uh, silver lining silver yeah, lining on on Joanna's yeah. day. <laughs> And, right. and now you're just like okay, good point. stepping on that too. <laughs> good point. Yeah, thanks, Farley. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, all right. So, so right. So I'm my own worst critic. Um, and I'm like 10 miles in my head is um, not good. It turns ugly pretty quick. So I started to like question my training, questioning my ability as a runner. And then, of course, this leaks into my life. So then I'm questioning my success as a human being. Oh, man. Every decision I've ever made. And I basically come to the conclusion by like mile 11 that I'm a failure in life. <laughs> every decision I've made since letting my mom braid my hair in first grade was the worst one um and that's like kind of how running and life are dovetailed together right like life and running you get back what you put in but sometimes you can work hard you can follow all the rules you can do all the right things um but you're still not going to have a good race uh your house is still going to flood on a random tuesday you don't end up with a guy and it's not some cheeky clever happy ending of some john hughes movie Who's John Hughes? 1980s movies. Okay. Come on, Chris. All right, sorry. All right. Like 16 Candles. Ah, uh, okay. The Breakfast Club. All right. Okay. Anyway. Um, all right. So needless to say, at the end of this race, I was not at all in a good place. And um, another was Zell Girl, because you know, I'm still wearing my uniform at this point. She comes up to me and she wants to talk. Like most people do at a finish line, right? She wants to... 
um, so like see how the race went for me and, and ask me if I'm going to watch the rest of the marathon and cheer on was all girls. And I'm, I can't even like talk to this girl cause I'm just, I'm so mad and I'm basically, I'm like, I'm over this. I hate running. I'm done. I quit. Oh, uh, this is gut wrenching. <laughs> well, it continues. Continue on. Um, but I think it, it gets, it'll get a little bit better. Cause you do, I mean, you put a lot into, you really do all jokes aside, you put a lot into running and, and work really hard at it. So. Okay, continue on. So um, I go to brunch with my friends, and it's fine, but I'm still I'm still not really over the race. I, I won't really even talk about it because in my head, I'm done with running. Like, I'm going to find a new sport. I'm going to do yoga. Like, I'm going to do anything else but running. Like, I'm just so over working mm-hmm. really hard and, and preparing for a race and then having it go poorly. Um, Should I tell her that yoga is not a sport? <laughs> yeah. Or, or is that a Farley move? <laughs> let, let her get through it yeah. and then tell her that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Go uh, ahead. So then, you know, I get home and I, I eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, uh, even though I don't really like ice cream, because that's wow. what you do when you're upset, right? You right. eat a pint of ice cream. Very John Hughes of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I'm really dreading going to work the next day because I'm supposed to be working in the store and I don't want to have to talk to people about running and lie and be like, this is a great sport. You should do it because <laughs> I'm right. just so mad about everything. Um, but I go to work the next day and it's fine. And a girl from the flock, the Wazelle flock comes in and, and we basically have like a nothing conversation. Like it was just like, how's your training going? What's your next race? Like nothing, um, nothing special. And then, you know, I do inventory and I'm looking at Instagram and Twitter. And right now Wazelle has this, uh, hashtag chase the bird where for November every day, like you have to do an activity. And there's some people that post every single day what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I realize I'm looking at these pictures and I come to the conclusion that, like everyone has a bad day. Like I'm not the only person to have a bad day. I'm not the first person to have a bad day and it's not going to be my last day and it's not going to be anybody else's last day or bad last day either. So then as I'm looking at all these pictures, I also realized that while I love that my nose gives me away as an Italian American, I really don't want to look like most Italian Americans. So I'm like, I have to go for a run. I just ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Like I just, I have to go for a run. So again, I'm like in my head on this run and I'm thinking about what kind of person I am and like what kind of person I want to be and what I want from life. And I remember my grandfather saying to my mom, that Joanna, you know, she just always takes the hard road in life. Um, And I'm sure he didn't mean it as a compliment, (laughs) but um, I realized that like I am a person that always is going to seek a challenge, even if it's a wild goose chase. And like, that's what I want out of life. Like I sent myself to Catholic school because I wanted to be pushed academically I chose to work full-time while I was earning my master's degree. When I got my first tattoo, I wanted it in the most painful place possible. Um, And I joined crew because it was really hard. Like, I've always wanted to do the hardest thing, and that's why I started running. And on this very podcast, I told the story about how I saw an 800-meter practice, and I was like, I have to do this sport because it's really hard. Right. So I, I can be upset when I have a bad day, but ultimately I don't get to quit because that's what I signed up for. Um, and this is like what running is. It's a challenge. It's a grind. So I'm reminded of um, my when I did my first 2K erg test in crew and my friend Ashton said to me, it never gets any easier. You just go faster. So on that day in Richmond, I did not go faster. But on the day that I do go faster, it's still not going to be easy. So I just have to learn to enjoy the process um, because it's really not about just one day, although it would have been nice if on that one day it had gone better. Um, That's what life and running are is a process with continual opportunities to improve, to learn and to discover. So you have to find meaning in that process. That's um, I think a happy ending. It's good. And I can't let a Southern city get the best of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
It is really, t- it is too bad. I, I I was really disappointed when I saw your result because I know that um, you'd put a lot into it. But when you look realistic, I mean, you have to be brutally honest with yourself. And unfortunately, you got sick at a crucial time in this training cycle. I think that you weren't even sick once. You were sick twice. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And I also realized that, um, like, I'm actually really afraid of racing. So I used to be really afraid of tempo runs, and I just would never do them. And this training cycle, um, my coach was like, you just every week I had a different tempo run. And then by the end of them, I love tempo runs. And, like, I could just knock them out, and I wasn't afraid of them anymore. So if anything, this experience has taught me that I need to race more. This mm-hmm. was only my second race of the year. And, like, how could I realistically go into that thinking that I could – perform when I hadn't I hadn't done this at all over the year so next year I'm definitely going to be racing more so you raced twice this year and a couple of years ago you raced 26 <laughs> times right yeah that's true well there's got to be balance yeah. I guess <laughs> I, I do think I actually I really in all seriousness do like the the parallels you drew between running and life and the life lessons that you learned and ultimately everybody's going to be faced with just you know, unfair nonsense coming their way. And this is a little bit unfair, I would say. And, you know, because you did put so much into it and have put so much into it, but you know, there will be a better day for you running. Um, yeah. So I also think that this shows the importance of community. Um, like if I didn't belong to the Wazil flock or, um, have so many people that were willing to talk this experience out with me, I actually might've quit running, Um, But when you're a part of something that's larger and you see other people on this journey working towards their own goals and putting themselves out there, it gives you this sense of belonging and and courage, too. Um, Like, I've never even met some of these flat girls, but they're so supportive on social media. Um, And that also is like, so this was my roommate Kate's first half marathon. Um, And not in the sense that, like, she's running a lot and she's just never done this particular distance like Kate hates running like if Kate could um, just remove the physical act of running from human ability she definitely would Um, so while I'm upset I'm also trying not to be this like melodramatic jerk ruining Kate's like big day Um, because she did something that like she wasn't even sure that she could do and like she teared up every time somebody high-fived her and she was so proud that she didn't walk at all and I'm like angry that I didn't make a time like it just seems so trivial in in light of like Kate's accomplishments and I'm so proud of her and so Kate and all of these lovely flat girls reminded me that it takes courage to race and you're testing yourself in a really public forum Um, and sometimes you come out pleased and sometimes you don't but it's so much better when you have people to share the victories and mourn the defeats and, and just inspire you to to gear up for whatever is next well yeah i'm glad that you have that ultimately a a positive uh outlook on it it's it's too bad this last week we talked to chris jedden jedden and you know he had sort of the same uh experience similar experience and that it was a not exactly what he would uh had hoped but again you guys time relative to a lot of our listeners is you know so it really isn't about the time necessarily it's about you know your personal experience and or it's not even it's not always i mean you you always put the race as like this is the goal and this is is the end but it's it's also about uh the journey yep Um, and that's what you mentioned at the end and it sounds a little sarcastic when you mention (laughs) that but it is ultimately about that did you go to brunch barefoot? 
Um, that's right. Dax is referring to the text that I sent him in which I said I was throwing my shoes in the river yeah. and I was never running ever again. <laughs> right. Um, well, I had more than one pair of shoes. Good. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was right. well played. All right. I got a couple questions here as we are uh, ending the story on a lighter note. Uh, what type of Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Can um, I guess? Yeah, you can guess. <laughs> now go ahead. Uh, I, I know what it is. Um, oh, you do? Yeah. All right. Is it, uh, hold on. Is it um, the Grateful Dead kind? What is that? Don't they have Don't they have a Grateful Dead flavor? Yeah, they have Cherry Garcia. Cherry Garcia. Uh-huh. No, no, not that. No, not Cherry Garcia. All right, what was it? Um, milk and Cookies. Milk and Cookies. Didn't know that was. Um, and bury the lead here. Um, how many tattoos do you have? Yeah. Uh, two. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I did not realize that. You know, our former guest, Lisa Reeves, has, has a sleeve of tattoos. She has one tattoo. <laughs> yeah, one tattoo. It's like all it's enormous. <laughs> it's all over her entire body. But she has other ones besides the ones in her arm. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's why you're saying it's one tattoo. It probably just bleeds into the entire... Everything connects. Yeah, okay. connecting the whole way. Do your parents know that you have tattoos? They do. Actually, I really wanted to get my belly button pierced in high school, like mm-hmm. every lame New Jersey girl. My parents said I couldn't get my belly button pierced, but um, my mom, who has a tattoo, told me that she would get take me to get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, just be sure that it's what you really want. So then, of course, I spent like three years deciding what exactly I really wanted before mm-hmm. I got one, and I never got my belly button pierced. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with that tattoo? Yes. All right, guys. I don't know how we transition from <laughs> from... Tattoos and piercings uh, to nutrition, uh-huh. but we we will attempt to. Uh, we we've talked about nutrition a number of times on the show in the studio here. We've got like Snickers bars on the. Um, I really want you table. guys to eat those. I, I'm not sure why, but because uh, I don't want to be the one who eats them. <laughs> but uh, nutrition obviously is a huge part of of every runner's life. Uh, I met Sam Attard uh, a couple weeks ago. She did a. Uh, seminar for Pacers Running and was awesome letting the uh, employees know a lot of uh, facts and some some ways to plan and how to eat uh, for, for specifically for runners. So Sam Attard, she's, uh, her website is BeHappyHealthyHuman.com. Uh, she's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. Welcome back to Pace the Nation. We are now happy to be joined by Sam Attard. She is with BeHappyHealthyHuman.com. Samantha, how are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. I think I got that website right. And give me the rundown of, of, of who you are and uh, all your credentials, if you could. Sounds great, sounds great. So as you said, I am the owner of Happy Healthy Human. Uh, we provide wellness and yoga services here in Washington, D.C. Um, I received my Ph.D. in nutrition from uh, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So go Tar Heels. Oh, man. We got, we got a couple of UVA guys in here. Oh, so, oh shoot. Okay, man. yeah. Yeah, you should have kept that under wraps. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's all right. You, that's all right. <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to actually saying, but it's okay. My boyfriend goes to Duke, so yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't so that doesn't play well in this room. Yeah. So, neither yeah. neither play well in this room. So that's, that's starting no. to have reception trouble here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but I would just work with busy adults to help get their diets and schedules on track. Um, it's all about increasing that energy, feeling less stress, and just um, just kind of simplifying your day you know in, in any way that you can so i help 
I help busy people try to simplify by taking some of the um, confusion about nutrition and uh, healthy living um, out of their brain. That's so. super useful. Uh, now, guys, I met uh, Sam a few weeks back. She did a seminar to the Pacers running staff, and I thought it was it was really, really well done, and she answered a ton of questions specific to running. Uh, we gave her a list of, of, of questions. So, Sam, we get a number of, of tweets and questions to the show just about, uh, you know, nutrition and, uh, you know, people have really no idea. I would, I, I would say if I was going to make a generalization about what to eat, what's going to help them perform the best, and we gave you a number of questions, and some of them were kind of funny, some of them were serious, mm-hmm. um, but... Uh, I guess I want to go through the questions first, and I'm going to start with 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 Dox's questions that Great. he sent in. Great. This just goes to show that that uh, Farley does not want to associate with my line of questioning at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, these are these are in no particular order, or did you order order? No, them, I Farley? didn't. I, no particular order. All right, so we'll just go completely random here. Um, Love and, it. And we'll start out with a, a serious running question, but. Uh, what, what would you recommend a runner eats for recovery? Uh, yeah, so recovery. Um, recovery, you definitely want to be having your carbohydrates and your protein. Um, you need to be refueling all of your muscles. They've used all of that sugar up to keep you running. Um, but at the same um, time, you've also been working your muscles, and uh, it's necessary to also make sure you get some protein in there as well. So um, if you're thinking about after your run, I actually really think about, okay, what's your next actual meal going to be because if you just actually get a meal in pretty soon after your run you're going to be in good shape to kind of kill two birds with one stone give me an example of of a good after meal run Ooh, okay um after meal um or after after run run meal meal. i'm sorry after after run run she's like uh the bus loop (laughs) yeah yeah sorry well definitely you know if you are a morning runner for example um and i'm going to kind of uh, answer another part of the question by saying if you're a morning runner um, starting off before your run with you know a banana, a little bit of peanut butter, maybe a piece of toast that's mm-hmm. going to be really great, get you kind of just started and get you going um, you do your run, you finish on up um, then maybe you do make yourself like a veggie omelet and have a bunch of fruit with it or um, you do um, oatmeal, definitely make sure that you put in there some almond butter or some almonds, something to um, increase the fat um, in that meal. Okay. Um, so, so it's a good balanced breakfast if you are a morning runner. Um, if you are running at a more random time, if it is through um, like the afternoon or something, then maybe you do want to go for something like um, protein shake or a shake that has um, you know maybe some protein powder in it as well as um, some fruit, some vegetables, um, anything like that to just again refuel your body. Um, but in general and Sorry, this sounds like the most boring advice ever, but that balanced meal idea um, is going to totally be great for you even uh, after your run. I love it. I think it's uh, it, it, there is no magical answer. I think that's uh, a simple, balanced meal is, is a good answer. How, how, <laughs> how soon are you eating? Like, How soon do you need to refuel? Really good question. Definitely, it is true. The sooner, the better. Um, like going for a run and then waiting like three hours is not going to provide you with your best recovery, and it's going to make make you a lot, you know, more sore or more tired, especially the next what, day. Like, what happens um, if you don't? Like, what does your body do if you're not eating within three hours of the run? 
Right. So what's basically is just happening is that your muscles are sitting there starving for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, and so you're going to just be a lot more tired, a lot more lethargic. Um, and what's going to happen is because you don't have enough um, carbohydrates and enough, and because your muscles are so tired, all of the repair that has to happen, because, you know, you do damage to yourself as you run, as, much, as good as it is for you, it is, you know, technically damaging your muscles. That's how they grow. And as a result, all um, to fuel your brain and to fuel the rest of your body, you have to start burning that muscle. So without the carbohydrates there, you have to start burning more um, of your amino acids and more of that muscle. So that means you're not repairing that muscle. Um, and that's just, again, just extending that amount of time that your body is not going to really feel great after your run and um, extending that time that um, before you can run again and feel really good when you run again. All right, I'm going to have uh, Joanna up next with a. Uh, a but, qu- but don't think for a second that was my last question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I can't wait for more. All right. jo- Joanna, you're up with a question. Okay, um, so Sam, I actually really hate to cook, so I know it's awful, but it's so much easier for me to just like buy frozen meals or just like buy things that are like in five minutes I have food. So what do you suggest for people who hate to cook but do actually want to eat healthy? a really great question, Joanna. So my question back to you real quick is like, is it literally like you hate to cook all time, all no matter what, or is it like you hate? to cook during the week when you're busy but yeah on a Sunday afternoon you don't mind it um, um be honest <laughs> no I, I just hate <laughs> to, I just hate to cook she just doesn't want to cook okay yeah. totally totally cool okay that's great I just want to I want to know what we're working with you know <laughs> um, not a problem okay so a couple different things um a beautiful thing that has shown up in the last couple of years are these meal delivery services um these places like power supply um, that the idea is we all know that restaurant food is not as healthy as a home-cooked meal, so um, let's try to bring some of that nutrition, um, but without having to cook. Um, so those so delivery services like Power Supply are really great for that. Um, I always love to, um, to make sure that you kind of have a Rolodex of healthier restaurants and especially the actual dishes that you can get at restaurants that you know um, tend on the healthier side. So if you're not going to be cooking, make sure that that doesn't mean every night's a burger, but that you every actually Every night's a what? Say that again? Uh, oh, sorry. So that every night isn't necessarily a burger or something A burger. Like oh, that. I thought you said a porker. Burger. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. No, no, I no. thought porker. Is that like pigging out on... All right. Burger. Okay. I had a <laughs> burger last night at the happy hour. Burger I, and fries. Yeah, and an onion ring. And an onion ring. Not a good night yeah. for me, Sam. But well, no, I mean, hey, no, I love I love a good burger myself, but I mean, maybe actually what you actually thought I said, maybe that makes sense, too, is that just because you're eating at a restaurant doesn't mean you have to get a cookie and a glass of wine and, you know, all these other extras, um, right. but, but that you can still be thinking a little sensibly, even though you're eating out. Um, if you're like, no matter what, your dinner, your lunch, those are going to be eaten out, then I would like to think about um, trying to make sure that all of your snacks are coming from whole foods. So, um, and not the store, the actual, right. um, <laughs> the actual <laughs> product plug. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. No. So, you know, so if you know you're going to be getting your meals out at a restaurant, then make sure your snacks aren't necessarily like a protein bar or something like that, but have apples, um, carrot sticks with hummus, you know, almonds, um, all these different, um, 
uh, yogurt, so more whole food um, products that you don't have to cook. You know, taking the, taking advantage of those convenience factors so that for the stuff that's less convenient, you can eat out and not not feel bad about. Uh, I, um, you mentioned a, a, one of the companies. I, I've done Let's Dish before. I don't know if you've heard that one. Ooh, uh, no, I have not. Yeah, I, I guess it's probably a similar. What was the company you you named that delivers the meals to you? Yeah, I named um, Power Supply. Power so Supply, you, okay. Yeah, and they do a lot of deliveries to um, to gyms, so okay. that's where you can usually find their their stuff. So really great. They're DC based. Pretty awesome. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. I crave carbs so much after runs is yeah. that normal is that what why is that uh, totally i mean it totally makes sense especially if it's after runs because um when you're running and especially you know trained runner like yourself you're um you're just you're gonna be burning so many you're just burning glucose while you're running um that's what's fueling your run um because you're well trained um so um so it makes total sense you're just basically uh, emptying out your entire body's um, storage of glucose, which is how it stores its fast energy that it needs. Um, and so after a run, you are just craving, craving carbs. So um, I, I asked that question because, you know, all these popular diets have no carbs. So you would yeah. def- you would not recommend that for us or, or, or a runner out there. Not no, not necessarily. You know, I've been I've been reading more and more and learning more and more about some of these alternative diets, but when it comes to um, especially for runners where you're putting in so many hours into your training um, at the end of the day it is it is glucose it is carbs that are fueling you and at the end of the day it's going to be um, having enough carbs that's going to make the difference between um, actually um, having a good run a run that feels good and energized versus mm-hmm. a run where you feel completely um, tired and and um, and lethargic yep. Um what, for some people, if they're on like a super, super low carb diet and have been on it for a really long time, they're probably going to be fine. But for most of us where, you know, maybe we do kind of low carb some days, but we're not low carb on right. other days, our bodies are still going to be running on those carbohydrates. Makes sense. What What about refueling during the run? Uh, refueling during the run, super important, um, as I'm sure you guys all know. Um, Chris, you heard me talk about this um, at at the talk uh, at Pacers a couple weeks ago, but um, there is this really fascinating study that they did with runners where they either let these marathon runners just um, refuel for themselves or they actually put them on a program where they told them how much, you know, gels actually have during this time. Um, The interesting thing was that the people that were completely on their own were not consuming nearly enough um, sugar um, and enough carbohydrates during their marathon. And um, compared to the people that were told how much to consume and the people that were consuming what feels like an incredible amount of carbohydrates ran a heck of a lot faster, like on average, like 11 minutes faster in their actual run. Wow. That's much um, better than the five second bump. We guarantee we do guarantee. And this is so inside. I can't believe you bring it up to our guests here, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of what he does. Well, It's science. She may already yeah. know about it, but I, I do have a quote. I, I want to follow up on that. I, I, I am running a marathon this weekend and now you got me yeah. worried. Um, so how much should I take in during the marathon? I hope to break okay. three hours. This is awesome. Awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, so what they recommended, and I get laughed whenever I say this amount, because it's a lot, okay? So I'm warning you now. 
what they recommended is that after 40 minutes to take 20 grams of carbs and then to follow up with 20 grams of carbs every 20 minutes after that. Um, every so 20 know, minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was what they recommended. That's how much you're burning. Um, and again, you might not reach that, but the takeaway and what I tell people um, when I tell them that number and they're like, well, that's way too much is it just means that you shouldn't be holding back, that you are never going to reach that number. But right. it means that more, um, as, as long as your stomach can actually tolerate it, you want to just be bumping it up as much as you can. Okay. Good. Good to know. Every 20 minutes after 40 minutes, I was going to do every 40 minutes. I'm glad I talked to you. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing I would say is never try something the first time during your race, especially if you're going for a good PR, call. But, good call. But <laughs> so, so maybe you can try that next week. Yeah, week exactly. But, um, but, but yeah, but that knowledge that you don't have to be holding back or it's not like you're not like a better runner if you can wait longer before you have to refuel again. Um, but that actually, that that fuel is necessary because you are running and you are doing a lot of work. Yeah, um, I, I used to think we were pretty, t- we would be tough. Docs and I trained together at Virginia uh, mm-hmm. as we bring Virginia versus the mm-hmm. other ACC schools back into it again. Uh, and I felt like if I didn't have to drink water or eat anything, you know, I was doing a, doing a great job and I was hardcore and all that. So I've, I've definitely changed my thinking since then. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, Docs, you've got – he looks like he's got like a list of, of issues. Do you have, <laughs> yeah, do, I hope do you have <laughs> eating problems here, Docs? Or? Actually, I, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the most ignorant new, uh, on nutrition. This is like going to be the most valuable for me. Um, how many days a week can I eat pizza for a meal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many days a week for pizza? I mean – can you know like seven you really could you really do, could seven yes you, you can do seven you can <laughs> oh so should i have uh changed that to how how many days a week may i eat pizza or should or should <laughs> you, you <may>. eat <laughs> yeah you know oh gosh should i hate that word so so much um because especially for nutrition that one that one is is it's thrown out there so much. And, you know, in the intro, Chris, you were talking about how you feel like it's something people know um, nothing really about when it comes to nutrition. And I kind of take the opposite. I feel like we're so inundated um, Mm -hmm. with everything that we should be doing that it's, that you can't even, I mean, how are you supposed to choose? Right. Right. Um, So, so, so the shoulds are really difficult. I guess what, what I do and what I say when I'm working with my clients is to truly, um, truly check in with how you actually feel so if you eat pizza and wow every time you eat pizza you have the best run of your life continue to eat pizza but if you eat pizza and then the next day you always find that your runs (laughs) kind of hurt then that might be something that you need to re re recheck um and so so that's that's what i would say on on your pizza habit what's the biggest mistake that that people make um in just in terms of their diet in general yeah, or I mean, oh. do do you ever see like some like I mean on that example? I mean, okay, you you're not you're not uh, committing to pizza not being the best thing, but you know like somebody who thinks like absolutely the best thing you could do is eat pizza three meals a day. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would say the biggest mistake I actually see is people obsessively counting calories. Um, that's actually the biggest mistake really? I see because there's a yes because there's a couple different issues with that. Um, the first one is that it's very difficult to actually 
um, pin down exactly how many calories you need each day. Um, you know, we hear the number 2,000 thrown out all the time. Um, there's little calculators online, which are good but not great. Um, there's good methods, um, resting metabolic rate. There's places where you can get that tested, and you can get pretty close. But on an actual day-to-day basis, there is not a exact set number that we can easily find um, to say how many calories we need. Um, on the other side of the equation, the calorie counts that we see in front of us are not necessarily right. Um, there's uh, there's a story a few months ago. They're thinking about lowering the calorie counts on almonds because we actually don't absorb all of those calories that are listed. So it actually might be much less calories that we're getting from the food than it looks like. Mm-hmm. Or um, at a restaurant, um, you know, they have they have the calorie label, but either there's a range of 500 calories or the person decided to add extra avocado that day or whatever else. There's all this variation. So we have such an imprecise measure of how many calories we're actually putting into our bodies and how many calories we're actually expending each day, um, which is, so that's the first problem. But then the second problem is that we've totally outsourced our own um, sense of how much food we need to feel full or to feel satisfied. So we say, oh, 300 calories. Okay, you know, that's a lot. But for breakfast, that sounds normal. And so we say we go and we eat based on that number rather than, okay, I'm full now, or, man, I'm actually really hungry today. Wow. So when we totally outsource that process, it means that, um, and we're outsourcing that process to something that's imperfect, uh, it makes it a lot more difficult to actually find that balance and truly be consuming what we actually need on a day-to-day level. Okay. Yeah. All right, Docs has got a number of questions. I think we're going to have to go like a speed round of of questions where she's going to just have to uh, give us one word or one sentence Mm -hmm. answers. Like a a word association? Well, not necessarily a word association. I just think Mm -hmm. that, you know, we've got uh, a number of them here. All right, I'll I'll do some short ones. Like your explaining how it works is taking a lot of time too. Oh, me? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I am. I am. All right, go ahead, Doc. You used up my whole me. clock explaining how I have to be quick. <laughs> go ahead. Um, what's the most delicious health food? Oh, most delicious health food? Uh, probably avocado um, or like mango. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does time of day matter when I eat? Uh, it does a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does make definitely you want to be eating earlier in the day is what I'll say because I have to be quick. Okay, because my follow-up question is, should I stop eating cookies right before I go to bed? Probably, yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you think about the grazing method or like eating five times, seven times a day? Yeah, overrated and way too much trouble. Good answer. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What's your brunch order? Ooh, uh, I love brunch. Um, I would have poached eggs with some sweet potato hash. Um, a big old green salad, and because I just moved up from North Carolina, a biscuit with some jam. Nice. Yep. Uh, um, Joanna likes uh, de- poached eggs. Eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Yeah. All right. uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> eggs Benedict. Uh, it, I, I, I feel like I run enough, Sam. Uh, shouldn't I just eat whatever I want? Ah, a great question. I mean, definitely you can, yeah, I mean, you can get in a lot of calories, um, but the amount, or not the amount, the type, is going to ultimately make a little difference in how you feel and, and your performance. So um, definitely you probably are going to be eating a lot if you are running a heck of a lot. Um, but but you can you can up your performance. You can make some gains by, by choosing better food. Okay. 
And speaking of choosing foods, um, what do you recommend to make sure that vegetarians get enough protein? We're really putting you to the test with a one-sentence answer here. (laughs) (laughs) So um, enough protein as a vegetarian. Totally doable is the first one because most people just think you plain can't, but you can. Um, If you do eggs, eggs are amazing little perfect creatures. Go for Greek yogurt versus regular. You're going to basically double the protein. Um, uh, Beans. High-protein grains like quinoa and um, kasha and buckwheat, all those things. Um, tempeh and tofu are pretty awesome. And nuts, avocados, all of these things also have protein in them. So tons of beautiful sources. You know, I, I, I tend to think like the, the stuff I learned in first grade, you know, the second grade, the five major food groups, if I was just to follow that simple formula and eat, you know, not processed five major food groups, would I generally be okay? That's a great question. So if you are saying, yeah, not processed, the five major food groups, you probably do really great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's mostly the process, so that's where we get so much of that, like, added extra sugar. So if you were if you were sticking unprocessed foods, I would say, yeah, that sounds awesome. Are Reese's peanut butter cups processed or natural? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Doc. They are processed. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. And we just have three more here. Uh, Wonderful. Joanna? Okay, so what vitamins should people be taking? Oh, good question. So I would say um, first thing is always to just go get your blood levels checked. It's super easy to do with your doctor and actually see if you're deficient because if you're deficient, taking vitamins are going to be awesome for you. If you're not deficient, taking vitamins are just going to be really expensive urine. So, um, So get your blood levels checked. That being said, most people can use some extra vitamin D, especially through the winter, and you probably won't do bad at all by having some extra vitamin D. Okay. All right, and this is a random one. Uh, we talked Love about it. on the show last week. Is a hot dog a sandwich, <laughs> in your opinion? Uh, I mean, the bun, the bun definitely, I mean, it's obviously a carbohydrate. It's a bread-like thing. And, I mean, the bun is, a, is attached at one end, but right. a Kaiser roll, I would say it's a sandwich. I think it's a sandwich. In in your professional opinion. <laughs> it is a yeah. sandwich in her professional opinion. Yeah, I think it is a sandwich. Yeah. Well, if it's not a sandwich, though, what is it? It's a hot dog. It's just a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's its own category. I don't know. All that's right, true, well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a difficult one. I'm she's the expert, that. though. Well, I know. I'm, <laughs> Joanna was asking hypothetically what yeah, would it be. That's true. Um, <laughs> but the expert we brought on the show gave us the real answer. That's right. All right, Sam, how can we fi- so we can find you on BeHappyHealthyHuman.com. Can you plan our meals for us? Can you what, what can you do for us, or what can you do for our listeners if they went to that site? Oh, that's a really great question. Yeah, so I work um, one-on-one or in groups with people, um, and it's about building healthier habits from the ground up, um, answering all of those questions, just like you were asking, how many times do I need to eat per day? What should I be eating um, when? Um, and really working, my big thing is actually fitting it into your schedule and your routine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'd be great. I mean, I could tell you that everyone should wake up at 5 a.m. and then run three miles and then eat this and then do that, but that's not going to work for just about anyone's schedule. Right. So it's really about taking all that nutrition knowledge and actually putting it onto the template that is your life um, and making it fit so it fits naturally and is actually easy for you to actually accomplish Um yeah, and making sustainable change. So that's what I do there. Um, and you're and, also a yoga teacher. Where can we find you uh, teaching yoga? 
Yeah, so I do some teaching at Yoga Heights in Columbia Heights, as well as the Studio DC in DuPont and Adams Morgan, um, and then all around town for private events, corporate events. Um, I love showing up at people's houses and getting them active really early in the morning, so, um, so that's what I do there. Awesome. It's BeHappyHealthyHuman.com, Instagram and Twitter. She is at HappyHealthySam. Awesome, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us on Pace the Nation. Oh, my gosh. This was so much fun, guys. Thank you so much for having me. All right. There she goes. It's Sam Attard, again, with the website BeHappyHealthyHuman.com. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. All right, thanks again to Sam Attard for joining us on Pace the Nation. And, of course, Pace the Nation is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five D.C. area locations. Pacers Running is for every run. And one Princeton store. That's true. Did I say it right? Did I say five D.C. area locations or five area D.C. locations? You're going to have to take that up with Satya. I know. He, he mentioned it last night. I'm not sure the correct grammar. Well, if I screwed it up. I corrected myself uh, there by uh, by saying both. I'd say I believe that that it should be five DC area locations. All right, not we'll five area DC locations. Five DC area locations. I like it. All right. Well, that was good uh, information uh, from Sam. She was fantastic. Hopefully, uh, you guys can follow her on Instagram and Twitter. I plan to use her myself uh, after this marathon this this week. Yeah, I'm going to check it out, too. I, I definitely need to eat eat better. I like your um, pizza question. I, I, wish that, uh, I, I wish that we had got had enough time to get to everything because I had a note on my page that says pretzel everything, <laughs> and uh, I didn't get to see how we can make that happen. You were eating a pretzel bagel at the mm-hmm. beginning of the show, mm-hmm. rudely. But, well, uh, to be fair, you brought the, the food over and made a sandwich in front of me. I did. I know. That's true. All right, I mentioned that um, I'm going to do the marathon this this uh, Sunday, and I, I have a, a question for you guys. I just I've, I've mentioned this in the past that I've run a marathon. Now I'm making it all about me here. Mm-hmm. I've run a marathon every year since 1999 in the calendar year, and I've broken three hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm proud of this accomplishment. It was uh, you know it was less difficult back when you know I was in my 20s running those marathons. And it got increasingly, it's gotten increasingly difficult. And this year, it's really going to be close. You know, I feel like I can break three hours, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I never set out to break three hours every year. It was just something that kind of happened mm-hmm. over time. But, you know, you've, you've also broken four hours every year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> maybe that's going to be the new, maybe that'll be the new thing. Um, but I really feel like I uh, would would love to get to twenty. Uh, so we'll see what happens in Philly. I'm going to try to go out in one thirty and then come back in one twenty nine fifty nine. Uh, Ninety nine was New York, two thousand Boston, two thousand one New York, two thousand two Marine Corps, Calder National in two thousand three Marine Corps, oh four Chicago, oh five New York, oh six. L.A. 07, Boston 08, Baltimore 09, Philly 10, Rock and Roll USA 11 and 12, Savannah 13, and New York City last year. So here's my dilemma. Mm-hmm. I have broken three hours every year on my watch. Now, these, these marathons 
are easily checked. You know, you can go online and you can check your results. Mm-hmm. And you can see that I've broken three hours every year since '99. Mm-hmm. I named all the marathons. They're on. Mm-hmm. I'm on record. You made a list. I made a list. I love your, lists. Your favorite thing to do. <laughs> but now I have not really admitted this too much mm-hmm. or to anybody. I don't think. Oh man, bike share. In New York in 2006, my actual time online is 3.30. Now, my dilemma is I ran 2.58 when I was actually running. But that calendar year, I technically didn't break three hours. When you look at a results online, mm-hmm. if you did a results search mm-hmm. or you did an Athlinks uh, page. Mm-hmm. But that year, I was convinced to do this crazy drink of beer in, oh, every, right. bur- in every borough. Yeah. And at that time, you know, I knew I had had a streak of marathons and I hadn't run a marathon that year to that point. And I was, I mean, I was in shape easily enough to run under three hours. Mm hmm. Easy for me to say. No. So to explain what you did was yeah. in, you, you drank a beer in each each of the five boroughs. Yeah. Uh, so this this is an, an added element to the race. Where so we were in these bars, and right. I was it, it, so I stopped my watch, and right. we were in bars for uh, thirty thirty three minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was like two fifty seven, two fifty eight on the the clock time. Uh, we'd go in. We drink a beer in every borough, mm-hmm. and I and I was able to drink a beer in every borough. And finish in two fifty seven, two fifty eight. Well, running, but running, you finished my running thirty. But my yeah. my time was actually three thirty. So my dilemma is, I've been you know championing the fact that I've broken three hours right. every single year, but have I really broken three hours every single year? No, no. I mean, so you're going to shoot down <laughs> <laughs> my streak here. Well, let, let's let's investigate this for a second. Okay. Um, That's my moral dilemma. All right. So if Do I, I continue to tell everybody, like, look at me, look at me. This is my 17th year well, in a row. Well, can't, you, you can't stop yourself from telling everybody, <laughs> look at me, look at me. Right. But there better be an asterisk next to, what year was that, 2006? 2006. Yeah. Yeah. So if I, let's say, let's say I go out this afternoon and I run a mile in six minutes. Okay. And then I stop and rest for 15 minutes. And then I go run another mile for, 50, for uh, six minutes, and then I stop and rest for 15 minutes. And I repeat this for 26 miles. Do, do I have a, a marathon PR? I see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to say that the beer mile is an actual event, and people like Lewis Kent can run it in four minutes and 51 seconds. Right. And, I, and I don't think that he counts his uh, beer drinking. I don't think he subtracts that from his mm-hmm. mile time. Okay. I think I think this is a a show where where both Joanna and Farley give up on running. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think there's really any like, point I'm for running, running a race anymore. in three days. Here, you're really yeah. letting the air out of my sails. This mm-hmm. was my one reason for running this race. We let the air out of your sails, taking the air out of my sails. <laughs> okay, well, is you said let the air out of the uh, sails. You're taking the. I I thought I said taking the air out of the sails. Well. Oh, uh, you just nitpick me. You guys just mm-hmm. nitpick. Well, you nitpick, nitpick yourself. You brought it up. No. I would have never known. I would have never looked at all of your mm-hmm. results. No, I'm saying about him nitpicking about the air out of the sails. Mm-hmm. That part. All um, right, stop with the road rage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I just thought it was a. I thought it was an interesting topic, and I feel better that I've gotten it off my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to be honest. It's, I am being honest. I don't think I need an asterisk, though. Mm-hmm. I do. I just. I, I really feel like. I was convinced that year by a guy uh, who was who we ran with in college. 
I wanted to run the race and, you know, run whatever I was going to run that day. And he convinced me to do this. Uh, it was it was how a many, very fun How many time. people were in it? It was 15, 15 runners who mm-hmm. did it. And I was not the fastest. And what was what was the fastest clock time? Uh, the fastest clock time was about 3.15. Was it? Yeah. Uh, I believe. I, I'd have to check was that. Was it Keen? Keen had... Uh, Maybe even a faster. I, I time. thought he broke, he three, broke hours. three hours. He yeah. actually did break three hours. I'm so sorry. it is possible. It's, yeah, it <laughs> is. It is possible. But the thing is, is you got to get in and out of the, the the bar as fast as possible. So we had set this race up uh, with with a number of bars, and they they are waiting for us. And this this was the first year that I did it. Subsequent years, they are waiting for us, and the beers are out, and you could have got, but. To order a beer and to have yeah. the bartender like pour it and all that stuff, it took a lot of time to get in and out of these bars. And you know the banter back and forth, and we're, you know, but uh, I was convinced by uh, a former UVA teammate to do the race, uh, the five beers, five bros, and not actually run it. And yeah, I do regret it a little bit. I have to say, gotta look forward, man. No well, looking back. You know what? Cancel the race this week. <laughs> Forget the nutrition. Yeah, it's over. Just quit running. <laughs> quit running. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Joanna can show you where to throw your shoes in the river. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to count it. I'm going to count it. Okay. New York 06. So why did you even ask us if you already decided? You know, it's just a moral he was, he was, dilemma. He I was pretty sure we up. were going to agree with him. Just, uh, just wanted to put it out there. Uh, but yeah, if you can, uh, why don't we ask our listeners? Listeners, yeah, yeah tweet us in. Uh, you can tweet us in at Pace the Nation. Let let it, let me know if I should count it or do I need an asterisk? And maybe you know I run three hours and five minutes this weekend, and it's going to be uh, a moot point. We will we will find out on next week's program. All right, a big week in our in the news segment. I want to start off with a story uh, that has uh, some local relevance here. A Marine Corps Marathon lifetime ban to a runner was uh, given to Gregory Price. He's 61 of Washington, D.C. He was given a lifetime ban from all of its events after his 317 finish last month. It was good for second place in his 60 to 64 age group. It attracted attention because... He did not hit the 25K or 30K timing mats. And not only did he not hit uh, those timing mats, uh, he has run the race 13 times since 1998 and has not hit those uh, timing mats in 2011, 2012, and 2013. So that puts into question his results from 2012, 2000, or 2011, 2012, and 2013. So he ran a 3.17 in this year's marathon as a 61-year-old? Yep. Or he finished in 3.17. Exactly. But he didn't hit the 25K or the 30K mats. Correct. And then when they went back and looked, they saw that, that uh, since 2011, he's been, he hasn't hit those mats either. So That's correct. <clears throat> my takeaway from this is if you've got a good shortcut, you can get away with it for about four or five years. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, let me let me just further that. In 2009, which I didn't mention, he split 28.48 for 10K. That's like Chris K type pace. Yeah, that's pretty fast. 4.38 a mile. <laughs> yeah. And in 2004, in 2006, he hit all the, the, the splits, but they were erratic splits, including a significant pace increase in the middle uh, to the end of the race. Uh, there's no intermediate. When he got ads. on the Metro? Uh, but he finished in two th- two hours and fifty seven minutes in that in that nineteen. Shout out to uh, our two thousand four race. Shout out to our first episode ever. Uh, he pulled a Rosie Perez. Yes, is that her name? Rosie. Ruiz. Remember we said that Rosie Perez uh, did that in White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> well, I got to give props to <laughs> got to give props to race director Rick Nealis. Uh, he said that he is going to ban this gentleman from his. So race how did they did, how they figure it out? He's an age group winner. It, you know, it was it was there was uh, some banter on Let's Run dot com, of course. Mm. Uh, they uncover was, a lot of stories. There's folks like some of Joanna the finest journalists of our day. <laughs> uh, a message board thread. You know, the 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 person who was third place also noticed that uh, you know when it got out there, and hey, third place in the race, and I hit all my split mats yet. Somehow he didn't hit his twenty five k and thirty k, you know that can be a chip not reading, but you know. But four years consistently, four years. Yeah. consistently, yeah, consistently yes. not reading. Yeah, yeah, kind of dicey. So glad that he was caught. Uh, it's just it's just lame to do. Come on, you run what you you're, run. You're just you're... cheating yourself. <laughs> there you go. Also in the news this week, uh, Docs, you you hipped us to this story. A beer miler. His name is Lewis Kent. He signed a shoe and apparel deal with Brooks Sports. How about that? Brooks Canada. Was it Brooks Canada? <clears throat> it's Brooks Canada, yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't realize that. Uh, I think it's all one and the same. I just wanted to point out that he signed a Canadian deal. Well, he has a personal mile record of 415, which is, you know, a good time, a very good time. And it only takes him an additional 36 seconds to actually do uh, the beer mile. So he does it in four minutes and 51 seconds. And uh, for those of you that don't know, a beer mile is running four laps on the track and drinking a beer before each lap. Yeah. And I think the, some elites who are pretty good milers have tried a beer mile before, and I I don't think... Yeah, the, in, in the article, they mentioned Nick Simmons, Olympian Nick Simmons. He hasn't broken five minutes. Yeah, so it is it is difficult. Yeah, and it's it's quite a feat. 4.51. Especially when his PR is only four fifteen, I mean that mm-hmm. is impressive. Yeah, like Nick Simmons is is a sub four minute miler right. who can't break five minutes drinking beer. His best, his best is five nineteen. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to Lewis Kent. Uh, you know, maybe I can um, go after that beer marathon uh, record and you're gonna have to break three hours. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, Docs, you had some other stories uh, for in the news here today. Well, our intern Kelly grabbed us some some stories, uh, so we can go through those. She's she's doing a great job, by the way. Yeah, she she uh, was represented well at the uh, uh, happy hour last night and has uh, stayed on us to make sure that we've gotten tweets and stories and. Kept the content good and fresh and flowing. I think she's really going to go someplace in life. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so one one of these, which I think is is interesting, considering some things that we were talking about. There's a Runner's World 
article about a half marathon officials mistakenly direct entrance to run four extra miles. Was that Richmond? <laughs> yeah, so actually, uh, what, what's your, you didn't run 13 miles, you ran 17 miles. That explains so, a lot. So actually, you, had, you were like running like 114. <laughs> now, this was uh, in Bangkok. It was the Bangkok Half Marathon in Thailand. So um, how would you have felt having given up on the, on, on the race and running at mile three and then having to have run four more miles? Um, I think I really would have quit running at that point. With the additional four miles? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The winner was uh, it was run by David Mutaya from Kenya in 135.11. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, he, they had to have known on the course, right, that it was too long. It doesn't say. I, I mean, I think if you have an elite like this who's, who's running, I'm, I'm sure that he knew and people probably had GPS watches. But I mean, what do you do? You know? Sure, you just gotta you, just you gotta finish. You still gotta get to the finish line. Gotta get to brunch. On uh, exactly, th- there's no brunch four miles away. <laughs> the race organizers said on their website that they are truly sorry for the incident and accept all the mistakes. Uh, and all the half marathon finishers will receive a shirt that reads "27 point six kilometer finisher" <laughs> as a means to express our apology and to honor all of you. <laughs> I actually think that's a pretty nice apology. Yeah. Okay, so. Farley had to leave us. He yeah. he had plans and and uh, it was a casualty for the rest of the show. But it's going to sound weird to you because we have a, an interview coming up that we pre-recorded where it's just Farley and I. And now we're going to do the tweets and finish up the news with just Joanna and I. So we're just trying to keep you as the listener on your toes. But let's transition from the news to Twitter. We actually had a, a news story tweeted to us. That's true. We did. And uh, this is this is a good uh, – we, we appreciate this. We appreciate the feedback from you guys. So if you see some news out there, tweet to us. And, and if it uh, catches our eye, we'll, we'll read it on the show as well. Yeah. So Kevin King, uh, K-Daddy, tweeted in, oh, my, check this out at Pace Nation, hashtag in the news for sure. Um, and in, in this, an article from the Daily Mail online about a guy who became the fastest man in the world on all fours. Is this running 100 meters with his hands and his feet? Yes. Like an, like an animal. Like an animal. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Not a biped. Not a biped. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, King. Uh, Joanna, any other tweets this week or was that it? Um, well, Kevin King had a lot of tweets. Um, yeah, we don't have to do them all. Okay, well, let's... Oh, uh, I was also going to say, you, you've never met Kevin King, right? No, I haven't. So you just assume that he sounds like George Takai when he talks? <laughs> Is that how I read his tweets? <laughs> I mean, when you said, oh my. It, it sounded oh my. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so any, any other tweets? Yeah, I'll read one more of Kevin King. So um, he he said, oh, no, Jatan, rule number one. And I'm sure Pace Nation would agree. Nothing new on race day, but he still crushed it. And how did he spell Jatan? G-I-T-T-O-N. Ha. So maybe the spelling wasn't correct, but the pronunciation definitely was. Um, oh, and speaking of race updates... Uh, Lawrence Soto also tweeted in that he had a watch time of 51.17 at the 12K. Um, he's run faster at the distance, but still proud of his race. And he had a picture as well. Congrats, Lawrence. Andrea R., Make Choices 61, said it was a big show, listened while traveling, way better than the in-flight movie. I have to agree with you there. I uh, wonder what the in-flight movie was. What's our bar? I'm sure it wasn't a John Hughes movie. <laughs> 
and <laughs> and that's that's the only thing that that should be watched on on airplanes, right? I agree. All right, and then um, Mick G tweeted in shout out to Pace Nation guest DC Run Guy, who's Kevin McHale, uh, little guy lacing up first pair of NB kicks today, and it has a picture of a small child with some New Balance shoes. Nice. Yeah, and Kevin McHale, of course, um, was a guest on the show. Works for New Balance. So he's getting his uh, cross country team started early here. Yes, um, Mick G is. Good work. All right. And then we had some people chime in with their go-to brunch orders. Um, Satya Morthy had a lot of lot of options, like Eggs Benedict with smoked salmon uh, or steak and eggs, side of bacon, uh, Bloody Mary, coffee, um, and breakfast burritos. Satya is big on brunch, it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like it is. Yeah. He is. My dad also chimed in with the all-you-can-eat-and-drink brunch at El Centro. Uh, I know he really enjoyed that. Um, and then, of course, my, my brother, who tweeted in and said, what's brunch? Right. Uh, that's probably the right question. I, I think we may have left the impression that, you know, Farley and I may have left the impression that we go brunching a lot. Um, and I'm not sure that's actually accurate. Um, and for the Tweet of the Week this week, we decided we're going to give away one of the stores. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listener's choice yeah <laughs> yeah which store do you want uh it has to be the store that you live closest to okay that makes that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah that's a quiet week on twitter it was a quiet week on twitter is it because people don't like me reading tweets i think people just um maybe like intimidated to hear hear your voice reading their words <laughs> so I, I don't i wouldn't say that they don't like it okay we had happy hour last night Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. And so may- maybe people were too busy recovering from the happy hour to tweet us. It did get kind of late. It was late. Let's see. What time did it start? Six o'clock? Six o'clock. Okay. And what time did Farley get there? Um, did he get there at like 930? <laughs> it was, yes. He got there so late. And I think like half the people had already left before he even showed up. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was good. That was, that was probably the headline of the, uh, the happy hour. We did appreciate seeing uh, our listeners out there. It's always fun to hang out with them and, and get some good feedback. A lot of people had some uh, great suggestions for the show, so hopefully we can incorporate those going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, it was it was a fun time. And, and I know that uh, Intern Kelly is already uh, busy planning the December happy hour. I think it's going to be a holiday party, right? It, it may be a holiday-themed party, and we're going to try to get the, the date locked up much sooner so that uh, people can plan. Because um, the holiday season gets busy very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have suggestions, I guess uh, um, hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Hit up our intern, Kelly, uh, and let her know what works for you or what you suggest. Bad news for the Virginia crowd. We didn't really have uh, too much gained momentum by being in Virginia. Uh, sounds like it, the next one may be back in D.C. I, I fully support this. Yeah, I know you do. So, But we'll see. We'll see what, what intern Kelly comes up with. Uh, and she also talked about planning the Pace the Nation fun run. Oh, right. Yes. And so uh, hopefully we get some, some news on that coming soon. Basically, this, this segment right here is, is uh, a bunch of stuff that we don't we haven't decided. So, yeah, but then they can weigh in if they have any strong feelings about routes or dates. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, n- nice to twist that into... Uh, I like to be democratic. Yeah. So anything else, Joanna? Um, I decided not to quit running. That's the best thing of the show. That's the best news. Yeah. So now I'm going to go run home. 
Nice. It's, it, and I noticed it stopped pouring rain, so... Which is good. Uh, great. So we had the opportunity on Sunday to sit down with Sandwich Todd and get an update from him. Oh, right. I wasn't there. You you were not there, and he took it uh, personally. Mm. Um, and I think it, it it's obvious in the interview as well uh, oh, that, no. that he feels slighted. But the good news is that, that he's making plans to have a, a weekend with your dad uh, <laughs> a guys, guys weekend with your dad. So perfect. Um, I don't have to be there, right? It's. I think. I think that they were going to go hunting and and smoke cigars or something. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, you're not welcome at at a guys weekend. So perfect. Uh-huh. We'll play this. We'll play the the sandwich Todd interview uh, now, and uh, here we go. Okay. And welcome back to Pace the Nation. We are now happy to be joined by former guests. We've been trying to track them down for a while, Docs. It's Sandwich Todd. Todd, what's up, man? What's going on, Chris? Docs, good to see you. Good to see About you. About damn man. time I'm back on this <laughs> podcast. Hey, you can only blame yourself. Yeah, I, I think we I get try- calls at like 11.30 on a Friday. We, that's we like, hey, uh, <laughs> do you think you can uh, maybe make a half hour here? Uh, yeah, I think we tried to track you down a couple Some, times. Sometimes it was on us. Sometimes it was on you. Yeah, well, I listen to the podcast. Even Kelly is a traitor. She's saying that it was my fault for not coming on, too. So Yeah, see? Intern a, Kelly is a good screwing employee. it up. No, she's a good employee. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that she uh, we, planned the happy hour? Yeah, we're, we're very um, thrilled to have that happy hour on October 18th, Wednesday, this week. Or uh, last week. Should be a good time. Or last week, depending, depending on when this <laughs> depending airs. Depending on what we have time for. October. I thought it was yeah. November. Oh, I, mm-hmm. did I yeah. say October? I meant November. We're doing it both. Going yeah. back yeah. in time. We're doing both weeks. Uh, so, no, that'll be that'll be uh, a fun time or was a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you, can't believe how late you are, Farley. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, can you make it, uh, Todd? Of course, yeah. Okay, I'll be there. Right. I'll be there awesome. with, uh, you know, with my shine box. Well, last time we uh, checked in with you, yeah. uh, when we had you in studio, we had a motivated, uh, heading in the right direction, Todd. Still motivated. And you were going to do the, the .US 12K championships, and you had a trainer, you'd been running, uh, everything seemed to be going well. Uh, catch us up since uh, last time we spoke. So I think the last time that I was on the podcast was uh, in July. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, four four months ago. Have we been doing the show since July? You've been doing it since May, Chris. Wow. I know I more about first... this podcast than you do, and okay. you and you run the show. <laughs> our first show was right after the Boston Marathon. Okay, that's yeah. right. Okay, all right. So uh, so yeah, so everything was going fine. You know, Frank Deva told mm-hmm. me back in in May. He said, um, or whenever I decided to do this in June, he said, "Our biggest obstacle is going to be keeping you healthy." Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sure enough, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And so, um, you know, it was maybe about a month ago, I went out, you know, came home from work on a Wednesday and went out for a four and a half miler and uh, felt great. You know, mm-hmm. I was crushing it. Yep. And then uh, woke up the next morning and it was like, you know, someone took a two by four to my kneecap, uh, right, right kneecap. And I have no idea what happened, what's going on. So I said, ah, you know, I'll just brush this off. And then 
um, about a week later, it happened again. And and I so, think a lot of our listeners can put themselves in your shoes here. Uh, it happens pretty regularly that you're on, you know, a a some sort of training cycle where you're going and everything is moving along swimmingly, and you actually did a a workout that was very good that we first did a time trial with yeah. you, um, yep. a two-mile time trial, and did a few workouts afterwards. Did a couple races, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I did every single Pacers race except for, um, was that the 10K? Yeah, the, the uh, Clarendon Day. Yeah, Clarendon Day. Yep. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't make the Clarendon Day. But, um, so, yeah. So was, everything was going well. real and bummer. You did not um, meet Joanna's record. What was, the, what was her record? Whether well, she did all of them. Oh, that's including right. the 10K. Yeah, she did. Yeah. That's right. Uh, no, he didn't. Unfortunately, shocking that yeah. that Joanne is not here today. Right. When she, she found out that I was going to be on the podcast, and so she skipped town. I think she had other prior arrangements here. You know, Con- considering that we didn't know you were coming on until about half an hour <laughs> right. ago. Um, yeah, that's true. I, th- I think that uh, y- you should. I got a text it. from Farley like two days ago. Well, yeah. Joanna and I didn't find out until about half an half hour, hour ago. ago. Yeah, that's kind of how we do things. Where's Kelly when we need her? Uh, so you have this injury to your kneecap. Yeah. Or I don't know why, but I was just, did you get it diagnosed? No, no, there's no DX on this baby. See, Um, this is, this is a very, this is a very typical case of, of a DC runner who just gets a pain in the kneecap, maybe patella tendonitis. Any idea? Did you do some research online? Web and D web and MD or anything? No, no. I spoke to, um, Big Rich, my father. Okay, he's a dentist. He's uh, not an orth- uh, orthopod, and he told me to suck it up. So um, that's that is so that was your really good advice. Bit of advice. Yeah. No. Um, basically, you know, I just did. You know, and one thing that I'll, probably a lot of listeners don't know is that Kelly is actually a physical therapist assistant. That, that's right. Uh, so you know, she tends to be you know as a really good friend of mine. She tends to be like my first course of action, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, she just told me to elevate it or whatever. Yeah. You, know, you listened really yeah, well. Yeah, no, I listened like, so well that I've forgotten <laughs> yeah. all of the tips. Right. Uh, but it was basically just, you know, rest, ice. Rice. Rest, rest compression. ice, compression, elevation. That's it, right. rice. And yep. so, uh, and. And eat, ice, <clears throat> and eat rice for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, pl- plenty of rice. Plenty of rice. Yeah. Some bar on top, too. <laughs> did you follow those directions? I did. I did, okay. in fact, yeah. And <clears throat> except for today. When I went for a run and I haven't iced it, but I did stretch. Okay. Um, I, people keep telling me to get these foam roller deals. Yeah, yeah they're awesome. Yeah, I should probably stop in a Pacers and get one that's egregiously overpriced, but <laughs> yeah, I'll probably buy one there. And this podcast is sponsored by Pacers. Pacers Running. With five D.C. area locations, Pacers Running is for every run. And there's also a store in Princeton. There's a store in Princeton, too. So yeah. just wanted to get in there. And in fact, if, if no one... Um, uh, we had a great time at the opening for the Navy Yard. Yes, we did. I yeah. was there. Yeah, introducing myself as Congressman uh, Roberts from the Fourth District of Port-au-Prince, Haiti. I've People no, are like, "Are you kidding me? I didn't even know there was a congressional district in Haiti." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know that." That's did what you happens. really do that? Yeah, no, I was wearing a, yeah. a sport coat. So, well, if any listeners were there, that was actually not the <laughs> congressman. Yeah, you could tell because there was no American flag lapel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's quickly what the uh manager at um uh blue jacket had said mm-hmm. oh really yeah. i didn't know that was a thing they got to wear the lapels hey uh farley how long have you lived in dc or in the dc uh, all my area? life yeah all, yeah. all your yeah. life and you have yeah. no idea about I have this no idea about oh, that stuff God. but 
Uh, we're getting off track here. Sorry. Yep. Okay, Sorry. I'll, I'll get us back on track. Right, yep. So finally, if if yeah. your rice gets wet, what do you do? Uh. If my rice You gets boil wet. it, right? Mm-hmm. You boil the rice. Yeah. No, if you want to dry it out, you just stick it in a bag of iPhones. Oh, I was thinking of some yeah. something to do with iPhones because when you do get your iPhone wet... Stick it in a bag of rice. Stick it in a bag of rice. Okay, mm-hmm. so when your rice bag gets wet... Bag of glass, wet, bag of nails, bag of sulfuric acid. You uh, put it in the bag of mm-hmm. iPhones. Pretty good, Docs. Mm-hmm. Gianni's Switchblade. I didn't blade. think of that one. That's a, that's a stolen joke. Oh, okay. Um, just trying to get us back on track. No, I think you guys are further derailing mm. us, both of you guys. But let me try to let me try to bring it back to the running and yeah. uh, your injury here. So, Rich gave you uh, Father Rich gave you. Um, we got Brother Russo and Father Rich on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave you some advice, even though he's not an orthopedic uh, guy. He's specialist, a yeah. yeah. He's, he's a, a dentist. dentist. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, yep. who does specialize, she gave you some good advice yeah. that you followed. Right. Yep. So you riced for a couple weeks, yep. or how'd that, how'd that work out? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it worked out great. Yeah. Honestly, uh, walking around, doing, you know, just day-to-day activities, no pain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely none. Right. Um, it's just when I go for a run. And, um, you know, it's, and it's afterwards. Like, even on the run, I don't feel any pain. Okay. I feel great. You know, I get out there, I feel wonderful. Um, but then, you know... The, the pain kicks in afterwards, and then the next day, you know, it's just sore. It's just really sore. So a lot of people who run into these injuries uh, will have built their mileage up too quickly. Are you, uh, are you, do you fall in that category where you've built up too fast and kind of shocked your system? I think and, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's probably pretty typical and, and a good lesson for people listening that you just you have to build up ten percent of your mileage at every single week, and the the more you can run, and I say this all the time, the more you can run, the more you can run. Well, I ran a mile last week. Does that mean that next <laughs> was that a week yawn right like there? Was one mile point one? I think it was, but we'll uh, edit that out. Wow. Uh, no, you Ooh. can probably do more than the 10 percent rule when it's just a mile docs but mm-hmm. but it is truly uh a good rule of thumb when you're in that 30 mile range uh, yeah. you don't want to go from 30 to you know 45 you want to go from 30 to 10 percent would be you know 33 35 something like that and the slow the i slow didn't realize that up. math was involved if, in this podcast yeah, yeah. this and, this is oh, getting yeah this it's is getting heavy yeah this and is getting it's pretty solid leery. math right there no, where 10 percent is yeah. now ranged well, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, 10% I mean, yeah, anywhere from fifty to seventy, I'd 10, say. You know, that's, 10, that's like nine and a half percent. Is three to five miles. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to give you a a, a, a rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, not necessarily ten percent. Because you know, plus or minus thirty. Ten percent, plus ten to twenty percent. Fine. Oh my god, I have yeah. no idea what's going. Yeah. This, this is going off the rails. Yeah, the um, what's what's interesting, and I. I imagine a lot of listeners feel the same way, and maybe you guys have felt this, is that when you start really getting, like your body starts feeling good on runs, right? right? You're not wheezing, you're not, you know, um, like when can this thing get done? You feel like keep pushing it, right? you know, you feel so good out right. there that you just want to keep going because it's enjoyable at that point. And not the right answer a lot of times. And not the right answer. Right. And I and I seriously think that that's what happened. You know, I mean, right. you start getting um, better. Yeah. I mean, for lack of a better term, you know, you're, you're um, 
your you know minutes per mile. Yep. Uh, all that stuff. Your pace, your pace feels good. Better, yep. Um, and you feeling know, feeling bet on runs, you can go longer, faster. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I think that's what that's probably what what happened. And you know, I started, in, and and I think that you know this this will probably resonate with a few folks. You know, started a new job. Right. Um. You know, you want to go in there and <clears throat> you know really hit the ground running hard. So you might um, be working a lot more at the beginning. And so then you have to manage that in with your running. And so some days, you know, after work you're exhausted and you, and you don't go. Yeah. And then you think that, you know, you can just pick it up on a Saturday afternoon and, and go punish five miles when in fact you really can't, your body's just not ready for that. And unfortunately you got to do somewhat of a reset. So I'm glad you kind of went down this path cause I had a few questions for you. Like yeah. how have you been? So you really, in all seriousness, you got into it. You were doing really well. Your running was progressing. Your times were progressing. Yep. That's got to be tough. Like, how were you emotionally when you got hurt? I mean, I don't, I don't know if I was, like, emotionally distressed. Well, maybe but emotionally I, I, is not the right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I was bummed out. Yeah. I, I mean, for I mean, a lot of people that's not a technical term. Are, but. Are bum, bummed out is a good, better, better description. Yeah. But a lot of people, I truly believe, are less productive at work. And, you know, it's, it's, it's more difficult to go through my day if I'm not able to run. So I'm just curious on, you're getting into it, you're seeing this good progress, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's taken away. You know, and, and it's, it truly is interesting when you start, you know, because obviously I'm not a great runner. Um, he finally know. admits it, Docs. <laughs> wow. I thought he was going to run with the 12K lead pack. Well, I mean, I was going to before <laughs> the injury. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but, but since you're injured, you're not a good yeah, runner. Yeah, so, right. but I mean, I'm, I'm not a great runner. R running, uh, I don't have a runner's physique. Right. You know, running um, it was from like home plate to first base growing up. Right. You know what I mean? And so now that I was starting to hit my stride, no pun intended, and getting a little bit better, you know, hanging hanging right there at 815, 820 miles. Right, it's great. Um. And, you know, then you get injured and you're right there. There is that stress relief to go after you get psyched to, to go for a run and, and really, you know, keep it going. And, uh, so, so that's what so bummed out. I think that's a good, yeah. good, good word. So you were going to run today as we record, uh, on November 15th, the dot us 12 K championships. Yep. And unfortunately you weren't able to run. Um, and Chris K thanks his lucky stars. Yeah, right. He does, and so does Molly Huddle, because they would have been. Well, Mo Molly Huddle. Oh, had she had a, different start. She had a head start. Good, good point. She had, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, you probably had a little bit different of a weekend than what you would have had had you been running. Correct. Um, how was the How was the weekend? Were you really bummed out even more this weekend? Yeah, because you know, like. Um for instance, like my friends were gonna, you know, like funnily, you know, just like tailgate at oh. the at the finish line, you oh, know, and it was, yeah, it was gonna be fun. Um, yeah, there was hot dogs. According to Molly, there was hot dogs, hot dogs and, and French fries. French fries, perfect tailgating food there. That would have been awesome. French fries. What, yeah, well. someone's well, <laughs> someone's got some hot oil out there. I mean, <laughs> that's got to be <laughs> a fire right hazard the, of some sort. Maybe it wasn't right. It wasn't beer garden. Yeah. Maybe it um, wasn't at the finish line. But they were gonna tailgate. Yeah. Uh, so I know it, and so. There's, you know, I was I was out with uh, a couple of my friends last night, Lisa and, and Jay Z, not uh, Beyonce, uh, yeah. Beyonce's Jay Z, but right. another friend, Jay Z, and you know they were bummed ah. because there was just a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. Um, 
And what was also fun is that it, during that time when I wasn't on the podcast, I was out in uh, Lake Tahoe. Really? And I was actually running at altitude. Wow. Which was another interesting gig, you know, running through the mountains and, you know, seeing all that stuff. And, um, you know, so ah, I felt So that's too I bad. You good, couldn't yeah. utilize that fitness that you gained from exactly, the altitude. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it, it is too bad in all seriousness, but uh, you, you do have an opportunity to uh, maybe run it again next year or plenty of races between now and then as well. Uh, yeah, we've been you, flirting around with this idea about the uh, rock and roll half. Okay. I mean, I can't. So let, have, you been, have you been running? Yeah, I mean, I went okay. today, right, right before the podcast, I went for an easy three miles, and my knee is still pretty tender. Um, but, you know beautiful day out there right and so i wasn't gonna uh, and that's and, take advantage of and that. that's and that's the other thing that i think a, probably a lot of listeners will agree with is that it's just nice to get outdoors especially when you know it, there's less nice days heading into december oh yeah you know it's it's great to be out there no so. there's there's tons of people out there uh today well at least you know this time i would say you know take it easy from the beginning so three miles you know, a few times a week, get up to 10, 12 miles. And Don't. I'll use 10 to 20% at that level. So 10 to 20% uh -oh. gains Here's the math. Of, of mileage per week. And I think that'll make a huge difference. Um, I don't know what intern kelly slash physical if you don't want to do if you don't want to do math you can probably get a uh, training schedule that tells you which miles you should run. Right. I had one of those and then Frank went MIA. Oh, Frank went AWOL on me. Oh, he did. Yeah, haven't you know? It's it. He he grew a mustache, and then everything went downhill. I just I hadn't. Maybe seen he it. thought you were a little faster than you actually were because you came out guns blazing on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, he, he a he should know better. Yeah. Uh, after knowing me for right. you know a split second, five minutes. But yeah, for right. five minutes. Um, if you look at me, I am not right a uh, elite runner. Right. Well. You know what, uh, uh, Frank does have his, his handful, hands full over there at 14th Street, so uh, maybe we can find another trainer for you for the uh, Rock and Roll DC Marathon. Uh, but you're right, it is a great day to run, um, and you know there's only a few of those probably left here on the calendar, so uh, hopefully you can ramp up a, f a few miles uh, in the next couple few weeks because it is much harder definitely when the weather is... Yeah worse to I get was shocked. started to get was, started in a program yeah so, i mean i i was shocked when joanna said that her favorite time of year to run is the winter winter right I, that's just insane to me well i mean i i can i can relate to some level but yeah i don't like to start a training segment in the winter when it's you know 15 degrees yeah, out if you if you're feeling good and you've got something going it's not as hard i i just I think I, it's not my favorite time to run, but I like it running in the winter better than I do when it's 100 degrees and humid Yeah, for me personally. so and There's nothing wrong with training through the winter. No. I well, I mean, I wasn't saying there was anything wrong with it. I, no, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, when, when, you're, when you're fit, you're fit, you know? Right. You just, just run, run, run. Real talk from Docs right there. I agree. When you're fit, you're fit. When just you're run, fit, run, you're run. fit. I think that's really good advice. Mm -hmm. When you're fit, you're fit, and then you'll go out and run – and the worst weather that you would If it believe. rains, you run till you're breathless. Yeah, that's right. When you're breathless, you run till you drop. <laughs> wow. You're quoting something? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's going on here. He's, he's quoting something that I'm not tracking with. Yeah. Uh, so did you, 
you didn't get a chance to go to the uh, race today. I right? didn't. No, <clears throat> I did not. Uh, I, I did not get out to the race. You know, the tailgate didn't happen. The tailgate didn't it. happen. But you know, not all is lost. Yeah. Um, this was pretty awesome to yeah. to really push to myself to get it. better. Yeah, I mean, you know, and. Satya and I talk about this frequently that, and, you know, if anyone uh, got, I think it was what, Washington Life magazine? Yep. Um, you know, I was interviewed um, at the... Uh, you were interviewed. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quoted in there in the, in, the Pacers, uh, in the Pacers article in terms of talking about the community. Oh, I, do, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, and, and talking right. about the running community. Yeah. And for those folks who are new or are you know, really shy about running yeah. and, and not being a great runner. Yeah. It's, it's just awesome. It's, it's great to get into a community because no one, no one cares. You know, no one's like, oh, oh, Todd sucks. He runs nine, right. nine right. and a half minute miles. You know, right. it's like everyone's cool. Right. You know, and then you, you, you go to a happy hour, you go to Shake Shack, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. And that's a real huge benefit that I think Pacers more than, more than anywhere else that, that I've, you know, encountered. I agree. Uh, has and those fun runs. Has, a lot of folks are, and you meet some really interesting people in this community. I I, I totally agree, and and it's good that you've been kind of uh, you you have taken on this community and adopted it. So that is really cool. All right, new runner Todd, remind us you you just started running this year because I've got five questions for you. Yeah. Um. So you just remind us of your story. Uh, you just started running this year. You were an athlete in high school, but just kind of back into or got into running this year. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah, it, it, you know, when I, when I originally moved to DC and didn't really know anyone about seven years ago, I started getting into running right. just to pass the time. You know, I was never, I was never really any good. Didn't really know anyone who was running. Didn't know what kind of shoes I needed, what mm-hmm. kind of, you know, what the, the nine watches that I needed to buy. <laughs> You did uh, need nine for sure. Yeah. Over under eight, right, right, you know. And right. so, um, so yeah. So this year, you know, I was with Kathy Dalby in May, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we were having brunch, and I said, you know, uh, I'm going to go at this this race in November, mm-hmm. and I'm going to I'm going to try to get serious about it. And it's not easy, you know. Right. I mean, it, I the other thing that I probably should have monitored a bit more was my diet, right? You know, but we can get into that later. All right, so few questions here. I want these kind of be short ish answers. Sure. Okay. Yeah, hit me. All right. I'll put so the clock I'll put the clock on. The during, clock is on. The during, shot clock. During the training cycle where you got injured, what was your best run? Most memorable best run. Oh, most memorable best run. Um I really liked the Crystal City Twilighter. Okay. That was fun. My brother yeah, It doesn't necessarily have to be a race. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Yep. Sandwich Jeff and Sandwich Stacy were out there uh taking pictures and having a good time. That was a really fun run. Yep. Um, and I clocked a, a pretty good time uh, okay. for me. Um, there, were, there were just some, some other runs. I think another run for me that was really good was, uh, you know, I was running through kind of Embassy Row, and I just crushed this hill. You know, I just mm-hmm. smoked it. And so that was a good, that was a good feeling. All right. Uh, th- was that underneath the shot clock there, Doc? Just barely. barely. Wow. Okay. okay. Oof. All right. Next question: What you what did you learn about yourself as you trained? Wow, um, that you can do it. You can you can do anything. I mean, it's it's almost like a formula. Like if you're out there and you're putting, it's like when you're a fisherman and you just need to put time in on the water. 
You know, it's the same thing if you're running. You just need to put your time in and, uh, you know, continue to Good con- answer. continue okay. to really go at it. All right. Biggest mistake you made throughout your training for the .US 12K championship? Um, you know, probably gunning too hard. Yep. You know, and the, the result of this injury. I, and <clears throat> I probably should have eaten better, too. Um, okay. You know, I, I, and that's something I want to work on is, is, you know, instead of running and burning a lot of calories and then saying like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll just, I'll have like, uh, you know, Chipotle. Right. Right. You know, it's like just idiotic. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Chipotle is one of my healthy options. <laughs> it is. It, it, I think it's a really good point, Docs. We, we'll talk after this. I'm starting to realize why you haven't been able to run a lot of mileage <laughs> this year. Uh, but, Chipotle yeah, I, I mean, I agree. You start to think, yeah, I just ran this killer six-mile run. I can go woof down a Chipotle. Wrong answer. Yeah, wrong answer. You should yeah. go out and go crush some kale. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Just go then, smoke some tabula, uh, tabule or yeah. whatever, tabuli. Yeah. Tabuli. Is that a fish? That sounds illegal. No, <laughs> it, 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 it's like that couscous dish, you know? So okay. you go, you know, I mean, go. And Joanna's got some really good stuff that, you know, I mean, she's she obviously big on diet and the rest of it, so. Yeah, and, and have the Chipotle once a week. You can you can do the Chipotle once a week, but that shouldn't be your healthy option. But you're one of the hosts. You should know that, Don. Yeah. No, I keep telling you for 29 weeks, I keep telling you, we need to get a nutritionist up in here. <laughs> All right, we, we have one uh, hopefully slated for the next couple of weeks. Person who was most surprised that you were a runner? Because, I mean, you're telling the whole world, you, t- you were on a podcast. <laughs> you mean somebody that he knows? Or, or somebody like, knows. Or like, maybe, maybe Father <laughs> Rich was like, wow. Maybe it was Brother Sandwich. I mean, the, the way you asked the question, it could also be like, you know, somebody, uh, when he's ordering his kale, he's like, well, I got to yeah. eat healthy because I'm, right. I'm a runner. And they're like, you are you, a runner? Yeah. yeah. Um, you play football? Right. Exactly. Yeah, I do. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's, uh, there was no one who was like really shocked by it. I, I yeah. think, I think some of my, my, my buddies from Boston College, uh, you know, when we went to school, they were like, Oh, Todd's at it again. Like he's got some new wacky, dude, new wacky idea. You it's going like, to be uh, a fad. Yeah, and so I, I think that they, they got a lot of runway out of that joke. Okay, all uh, right. Runway? I don't know. And don't then know no, that's that's good. All right. Uh, final question. Yep. Best thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of great things about running. I think uh, you meet some really cool people, and especially. You know, getting on the podcast, the podcast happy hours, the Pacers, you know, stores, um, meeting those those folks who come from all different kinds of walks of life. Um, you know, I think that that's really just a lot of the yeah. And you probably you you probably had no uh, it opened your eyes to you know you had no idea who Matt Sensiewicz was or Matthew Sensiewicz or Molly Huddle or. Any of these elite runners that have been on our show, yeah, or it probably you know, still doesn't, but or, uh, yeah, I've never met these people, or right. like Carrie. I mean, Carrie what, what, what right. an awesome story that is! Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I never cared about track and field, right? Right? I never cared about it, and yet now I'm like, all right, well, I'm on ESPN and I'm looking up to see, you know, what's going on go. in China. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, so yeah. So I think that that you know that that's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome. So you're you're hoping to do the the half marathon coming up here. Well, I'm definitely in the interim. I'm definitely doing the turkey trot in DC. Okay, I'm going to do the jingle all the way. 
the jingle all the way. Yep, on the sixth. Yep. Um, yeah. So the, in the interim, I'm definitely doing those those races, and it'll be good to see a lot of Pacers fans out there. No doubt. All right, Todd. Uh, I wanted to close with um, a national you, anthem. If you wanted to say anything to your your fans, uh, all you have two a of lot them. of no, you have a lot of fans on this show. I, 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 I mean, don't think so. I don't think that that's the truth. You know, finally, we, finally, the people got what questions. they wanted. Farley, Sandwich Todd came back on the podcast. You know, people said, you know, I was one of the favorite guests. I'm I, like, I'm like Trump. You have a lot of fans. I'm like Trump. Okay. How so? Oh boy. I bring ratings. <laughs> you bring okay. Ratings. I I mean, at least our listeners who come to the happy hours mm-hmm. really are big sandwich fans. Well, that's so, great. Yeah. You know what? We we have a calculation error. We're recording this before the podcast. We could have drank for free at, <laughs> at four courts on, <laughs> on uh, Wednesday if we held uh, out one more week. What a ridiculous tab that was uh, at Centro was. de Efe. Yeah. yeah well, and, then, and then my brother decided that it was, it was a really awesome idea to like order dinner for he and his wife on my tab. He was like, yeah, give me nine there. tacos, three burritos, and nachos, extra cheese. I was like, what They're is going on small tacos. I yeah. don't th- think not, probably nine's a little egregious, but uh, they are small tacos. Yeah, I know. Well, we uh, got to taste each kind. That's that's a good point. When, there when are a Todd's number paying. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got the like, Korean beef or whatever it was. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Let me try, try this one. Ooh, that that was a good one. Let me try this one. I'll take a bite of each. Yeah, yeah. and that's and, it. and somehow Docs was able to get pizza. I, where where did you find that that pizza place? Mm, was it like next door? I can't I can't reveal my oh. sources. Yeah, on that. it was a New York uh, slice that uh, he's got his own little. I don't know, place out there on 14th Street. I well, don't know where you're Docs going. is a very mysterious man. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me back on the sandwich, show, guys. Sandwich Todd, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll look forward to following your progress for the half marathon coming up in March, the Rock and Roll DC half marathon. Sandwich, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is Pace the Nation. We'll be back right after this. Show number 30 is in the books, Joanna. 30? Another big show. Another big show. So proud of our show. It's hit 30. It's as old as I am. <laughs> um, what are we going to do to celebrate this milestone? Uh, I'm trying to think of what I did on my 30th birthday. We're going to go for a run. Oh, yay. <laughs> I'd like to thank our guests, Samantha Tard and Sandwich Todd. Um... I'm glad you're still running, Joanna. That's true. Um, And good luck to Farley as he attempts to run under three hours almost every year for 20 years. (laughs) Good show. Good show. Big show. Big show. Big show. All right. Well, for Joanna E. Russo and Chris Not E. Farley, I'm William E. Docs. This has been Pace the Nation. Thanks for listening.